Well, it's so good to be home. We've been in California for the past four or five days since Tuesday. Carol and I and Neam, we all went and we were in a conference and just just had a, a fantastic time. I just growing and experiencing the goodness of God. But it's always good to be home. This is home. And it's in being home, I don't mean just being in Garland, but home for us is being with you. Do you know you're awful special? Turn to someone and say, you're awful special. Yeah. <laughs> you really are, by the way. You really are. We really miss you when we're gone. And and you know, I, I just felt like, even in worship this morning, I, I felt the Lord really impress on me that He wants to lift the eyes of our expectations this morning. He wants us to really believe that He's a God who works miracles. He's a God who doesn't just uh, sit there in the heavens. He, he's a God who's a very active God who wants to take us on an adventure. Do you know that? God wants your life to be filled with adventure. He wants your life to be filled with excitement. He never intended for your life just to go year in and year out with the same old dull routine. He intended that His kingdom be full of activity, full of adventure, full of the miraculous, full of power, where His kingdom is just breaking through on you and on your friends and on your neighbors around you. He expects that. And so we need to give opportunity for that to happen. Amen? In fact, this morning, I, I, I just felt the Lord speak to me that there are some people this morning that you came to church with pain in your body even right now. You have pain in your body. Do you have, does anybody here have pain in their body right now? Okay, I need you to do me a favor because the Lord said you tell them to stand up. So I'm asking you, if you have pain in your body, the Lord's going to touch you as you stand up. Amen. This morning. Amen. Now I want you, as we, I want you to do something with me. You know, uh, how many of you know that God never answers us to what we don't have? God does not respond to needs. He responds to faith. You may have a need and you may say, well, I don't have healing or I don't have uh, uh, strength in my body. But he will ask you, what do you have? Well, I, I, just, uh, I just have a body. I just have a mind. Well, if you have faith, the Bible says you speak to the mountain. It will be moved. Amen? Now, I, I believe the Lord wants to do something very unique. I believe He wants to touch you today and He wants you to feel His power in your body. The Lord spoke to me two things. Number one, the first thing was pain. God wants to remove pain. Do you know that pain is in your body illegally? It does not be because your body is the temple. Everyone say illegal. illegal. You need to understand that pain is illegal because your body, who's been redeemed, belongs to the Lord and you carry God's presence and His power and you carry His healing name. Now I want everyone to say in faith, thank you Jesus for my healing. Thank you for taking the pain. I am healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, 
How many of you received your healing right there? Now, I want, I want, I want honesty here. How many of you felt the pain leave your body? It left you. Did you feel it leave your body? All right, praise God. You felt, who else felt the pain leave? Amen. Who else? Now, how many still have pain? I want you to raise your hand because the Lord wants to touch you right now. Amen. You may say, Pastor, is this for real? It is for real. Amen. It is for real. If the pain's left your body, you go ahead and sit down. The Lord wants to manifest and demonstrate His power. I want you to know that God doesn't play favorites. He wants to heal your body. Before we pray again, I want to tell you something. Now listen to me. If you had 100% pain this morning, and you feel 90% pain, that means you got 10% relief. You're on your way. Let's give praise to 10% gone. Some of us think, well, I didn't get my because I don't have 100%. That doesn't work like that. Remember when Jesus told the young man, the father, I mean, who had a young man who had demons in him, who always cast in the lake the fire, Jesus rebuked him, but then Jesus came back and said, what, uh, what, what, uh, what does your young boy have? The pro-? He rebuked him, but the demon didn't come out right away. Jesus asked the uh, man, uh, the father, what, what does the boy do? What happens? And he begins to tell him, and Jesus says, if you can believe all things are possible, your son will be healed. And he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And so here's the thing. Sometimes healing can be progressive. But I do want you to understand this. Your healing was already taken care of 2,000 years ago. Do you know you've been healed for 2,000 years? The pain you feel right now in your body, the things, the needs that you have right now are only God-given opportunities for God to show and prove His reality to you right now. And so I, I want you to do something with me this morning. I want you to lift your hand. Amen. And I want you to acknowledge God as your healer. Just say, Father, thank you for healing me. Thank you, Lord, for touching my body. My body belongs to you, Lord. Just thank Him for the redemptive work that He's given to you already. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank You for healing power to flow through Your servants. We thank You for fire. Holy fire right now, Lord. We just thank You, Lord, that You've come to touch Your servants. These are Your kids. These are Your people, Lord. We thank You for healing power in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Anyone else right now? Do you feel the Lord's touched your body, and, and be honest, if it hasn't left, just say it, hasn't left. But how many of you felt healing come through you even now? Okay? Did you feel healing come through you? Amen. Praise God. Feel, feel free to sit down if that's you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Go ahead. Let's everyone sit down right now. Amen. Do you know that we walk in that redemptive life and power right now all the time. God wants you to know that you have access. The Bible says that we have the keys of the kingdom. Amen. That means that you have the authority and the power to open and shut doors. You have the power to evict the enemy out of your life. Now you, I don't know about you, how many here at night when you go to bed, how many lock the doors of your house? 
Does anybody ever go to bed at night and just leave the front door open and the back door open and the windows so Anybody ever do that? You just kind of go to bed at night with the doors wide open and just... After all, we live in Garland and this is a nice city. Amen. It's a, don't you believe it's a safe city? We just kind of go... No, you get up and you lock the deadbolt and the padlocks and you lock all the locks of the door and because you believe, you, you're smart enough to know... That if I leave the door and the windows open, if, if a burglar won't come in, or a thief, who knows, maybe an animal, a rodent, a, a porcupine or something will come into my house. I mean, you have enough common sense to lock the doors. Well, how many of you know that we as Christians, we don't do a very good job on locking the door to keep the devil out? We just kind of believe every lie that the enemy tells us. The enemy comes in like a flood and we just believe the lie. And uh, there's a lot of things that happen. But uh, we, we need to understand that God has given us the Word. He's given us the Holy Spirit. And there's enough power. You carry heaven inside of you. You carry the power of heaven. Not only What that means is you actually have the kingdom and the authority of heaven behind you to literally speak to mountains, to speak into situations. You walk in a wisdom that is not natural. You walk in a supernatural wisdom. You have the mind of Christ. Amen. And so we're shedding some things that have held us back and held us down. Because we're walking in kingdom authority and kingdom victory this morning. Amen. Now we've just had such an awesome time this past week and just as we've been refreshed and, and just uh, transformed, God has just opened our eyes to so much that He wants to do in every city. What He wants to do through the lives of His people. Today, we're, leaving, we're living in a time where Christians and believers are being empowered, understanding their place of power and relationship in, in relationship to our Heavenly Father and what we have as a mandate to go into all the world and preach the Gospel. And it's no longer just from the pulpit. It's no longer just the ministers and apostles. God is coming today to empower His church. That's His body. That's you and me. Amen? I wanted Nehem to come up and if Nehem could come and Nehem went with us, I wanted him to just share what... He took away from this conference and just the time we had together. Amen. Neem, here's a here's a microphone here. Praise the Lord. There you go. Thank you. I only have seven pages. There you go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Wow. You know what David was was doing this morning uh, during worship. I I know it's unusual for some some of us to come. We don't do just three songs and. And a word, and then we're out of here. David and others are bringing a word from the Lord. You know, I, I learn a lot in a structured classroom, and I liken that to like raised preaching. But I also learn a lot about myself when I'm in the Father's lap, yes. when I'm in His arms, when I'm sitting at the table, the dinner table with my, well, not my real dad, but my, my dad. Yes. You know, I'm learning a lot that way. So don't, don't think, well, there goes David again. You know, he's, the Father is speaking to you through David. And 
for the people, uh, I saw some people raise their hand when, when David mentioned the rod of correction, that rod. Bill, Bill Johnson actually addressed that rod. He said, when, when God told Moses, throw your rod on the floor, what, what did it turn into? A snake. Then he said, pick up the snake. But how did he pick up that snake? By his tail. Most people know you don't pick up the snake by their tail. They're going to bite you. Right? You pick up by, by the head. That's just common sense. But God says, you pick up that snake by the tail, and I'm going to protect you. So David, when he's saying, hey, that rod is not, it's not what you think it is. You hold the rod the way God told you to hold it, and he's going to bless you. Right? That, that's not even on page one. I'm <laughs> nah, just kidding. Uh, I, I try to categorize everything I absorbed this week in four groups. Identity, honor, relational government, and the supernatural life. I'm not going to go through all of these, but God is speaking a fresh word to the worldwide body of Christ. Not just people that attend Bethel or attend New Life. There's a move of God, a revival in the whole body of God, which we've, we've been preaching on. Ray's been preaching on. Your identity in Christ. I will touch on some of this. If you discover who you are in God, you will never try to be somebody else. Anybody guilty of trying to be somebody else? I know I do. I do. That's another one I struggle with. Sonship is based on my heart, not the hearts of the fathers around me. I'm guilty of saying, well, I'm not a great disciple because so-and-so is not discipling me. Wait a second. Sonship is my heart, not their hearts. All right? So if you feel like, man, I'm not really progressing in the Lord, check your heart. Don't say, well, Ray's not spending time with me. I'm, I'm going somewhere else. But check your heart. Sonship is our heart. It's our heart. Mm. Fathers, all you fathers out there, you're providing a few things for your kids. Purpose, identity, and an awareness of resources. You know, when you're raising your kids, you don't tell them, hey, when you grow up, you're only going to make minimum wage. <laughs> no, you say, the sky's the limit. Because it is. Because it is. I hope you're not limiting your children. And when you're, when you're in here, God's saying the same thing. He's not saying, well, you're going to be an usher for 25 years and retire. Uh, no. You're going to be what I've called you to be. It starts low. That's okay. But you will progress in the Lord. All right. Honor. Honor is the correct recognition of the glory in someone else, in another person. We often just see the, the negative things in people, right? It's easy for us to point those things out. Recognize the good in people and don't focus on the bad. Bill, Bill Johnson said, it doesn't take a genius to find dirt in a gold mine. It doesn't because there's dirt all over the place. But our job as believers and especially leaders, is to find the treasure that's in him and her. There's treasure in you. You might not think so, 
People around you might not think so. They see the dirt. But God says there is a gold mine in you that I want to bring out. There is. There is. I don't, I haven't met you yet. <laughs> but there is a gold mine in you. There is. Wow. Wow, wow. Relational government. When you hear the word government, some of you are already angry. <laughs> and if you're not, you're, you're not voting the right way. No, just I'm just kidding. Okay. God, God is not a director of an orphanage. He's a father of a family. And he says in Isaiah and in, in, I believe in Revelation, government is going to come upon the shoulders or be established on the shoulders of sons, on his son. Not, we're, not, we're not talking about you know, politicians as a government, but it's a family that he's talking about. So when you go to churches and it's just structured like a government or structured like a business, is that really what God's structure is supposed to be? Is that how it's designed? No, it's a, it's a family, right? In the end, we are not going to judgment. We're not going to an election. We're going to a wedding. Our wedding, right? We're the bride. We're going to a wedding. We're being prepared for a wedding. Don't focus on... Oh, all my sins. I'm going to be judged on all these things. Well, he's taking it. He's taking it. Hmm. Another part of relational government or our family. There's multiple generations here. There's the Abrahams. There's the Isaacs. And then the little ones. There's the Jacobs. The, the Abrahams bring the vision. The Isaacs bring the resources. We want your money. Just kidding. And the Jacobs bring the passion. The passion. All three have to work together and run at the same time. This church is not just about young people, hip people. It's not about just the passionate. You know, it's not just the middle age or, or you know, the older it's, it's a season, folks. It's not, it's not about that. It's all three of us, all three generations operating together. Awesome. Supernatural life. Theology plus risk equals supernatural miracles. You know, for years, even in me, I, I love theology. I love the structure. I love the, wor- uh, the word. But that plus the risk of going out and doing treasure hunts and opening my mouth and laying my hands on the sick, that's where the miracle comes. Miracle doesn't come when I learn the word and just hide the word. Right? Miracles come in two ways, in principle and in presence. In principle, we do go out and we lay hands on folks and we believe, based on Luke 9, you know, we believe that we have the power to heal and the authority over, over demons, etc. That's, that's miracles by principle. And then there's miracles in presence. When you're here in the presence of God, you can be healed. And you are. Many of you do get healed. Praise God. We can operate in both of those. We can go out, minister, healing through the principle. And we, we bring the presence of God wherever we go. 
and people will be healed. I believe it. This is page one. We must wade through great losses to get greater victories. You know, when, when anybody moves out into the miraculous and believes for things that others normally wouldn't believe for, you, you might not be received very well. They were like, wow, these guys are radical. These guys are crazy. But really, we're just believing because our Father says, hey, this is, this is normal. There will be great losses. I mean, some might be offended. Wow. And Ray's already said this before. Focus on what you, you have and not what you don't have. There's so many stories in the Bible where God uses the little things, the, the lo- uh, five loaves and two fishes, the very finite small things, but he can multiply that. When we start structuring and putting logic in place, oh, there's no way I can meet my bills if I tithe. Well, you've got to do what's right first. And then believe God and attend Tony's class, right? Do some practical things. God's given you wisdom. God's given many of you wisdom here. So go to, go to Tony's class. All right, that's, that's really all I have for, for page one. Yeah. Well, thank you. We, I was really blessed to go. Um, just a, a fire that was reignited in me. Uh, some shifts in my own thinking. Praise God. All of you can, can get this type of um, word, this type of teaching, if you're willing to go out there and get it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot that Ray can teach you here, but that's a Sunday morning, that's a Wednesday night, a Monday night. But there are other nights of the week where you don't have something to do. You know, you can turn on TBN or you can get on Bethel or continue, continue in your own study. Don't just be, be fed here. Be feeding yourself. Feed yourself. Hallelujah. All right. Awesome. Thank you. That was the word today. That was the word of the Lord. And I I tell you, I am so proud of Nehem just growing up in the Lord. We got to turn him loose again. We, I mean, that, were you not blessed by that? Neam, that, that was the Lord. That was just awesome. Well, I, I want to just take the rest of the time. I, I want to show you a video clip uh, of, that took place on our very first night we were at this conference. Are, are we ready to go almost? Uh, oh, it's up there. Okay. And uh, one of the things that's... This, this, is, this is not just happening among preachers. These are, there's four students here that went on... Uh, these mission trips, and this is not just on a mission trip. This is happening with just regular people like you and me uh, who went on a mission trip, and God, and they just begin to step out of the boat, and they begin to walk on water, and God begin to work some unbelievable things. And I just want you to see what is the norm, what God is bringing into our understanding as far as the norm in kingdom life. Amen? No longer are miracles for the years gone by and past revivals. God is bringing a revelation of His glory to the house, as Nehem said, to the church right now. And we don't want to miss this, folks. This is what God is saying. He wants to use even you and me. Amen? Go ahead and hit that. Jesus is invading. So, let's uh, 
Are we ready? Ready. Are we, are we ready in the booth? Yeah. Uh, my name is Jacob Coyne, and I got a co-lead a mission trip to South Africa. And uh, I used to watch Heidi Baker when I first got born again four years ago. And uh, I, I just heard how she was calling out deaf people and blind people to come up to her. And she would heal, God would heal them in front of everybody. So for the last four years, I've, I've been like, what if I tried that? What if I tried that at a church service? So in South <laughs> Africa, at the first church service, I'm preaching. And uh, I just say, is there anyone blind in this church? And people start pointing at this blind woman. So I, I say, come up. And right when I said come up, my heart starts pounding. <laughs> I am so nervous, just to be honest. Because I'm about to say that God's going to heal a blind woman in front of everybody. And that's what I did. It's like my, my words are just coming out and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm saying like, God's going to heal this blind woman. I know it for sure. It's going to happen. God wants to heal her more than she wants to be healed. And my heart is going, it's racing. So I call my team to come up to make me feel a little better. So <laughs> Share the load. <laughs> yeah. So we have like most of my team coming up and we're all laying hands on it. So here's the video. I want to tell you a story about a woman whose life was changed through the goodness of God healing her eyes. Jacob had his hands on her eyes, and he was just praying and declaring sight and vision over this woman. And after about 20 seconds of praying, He's so amazing. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had so much faith after that. 
We called a deaf person up. She got instantly healed in front of everybody. Come on. We saw five deaf ears open. We saw there, there was another blind woman, and she got healed in front of people, too. We saw two blind eyes open, five deaf ears open on that trip. It was the most amazing trip of my life. Now I know Jesus really heals the blind. He really does what he says. Thank you, Jesus. I love you guys. So uh, my name's Matthew. I'm from, uh, I'm from Australia, but uh, we did a trip to India uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, we had the privilege of partnering with a, a local ministry there called Kingdom Foundations. And uh, for many of the days, we would go into uh, surrounding villages outside the city of Bangalore uh, that were primarily Hindu villages. And uh, so they, they worshipped, you know, dozens, possibly hundreds of gods. And, and we would go into these villages and we just share who Jesus is and uh, we, uh, you know, who Jesus is for us and, and all that Jesus did. And uh, we, we would uh, be invited into their homes. But so we went into this one particular village one day, uh, which was actually a high caste village. Uh, so if you understand, most of you probably know about the, the caste system in India. It's, it's like classes of people that they have in India. So this is the top class uh, that, that's in India. And we went, into the, uh, we went into this village, which is like a big no-no because they're the top class people and they, that it's a, culturally a big no-no to do this. And so we went in and... Um, we arrived, and I desperately needed to go to the bathroom. And so I'm like, right, we need to, first of all, before we do anything, we need to go find somewhere to go to the bathroom, which sadly in this instance was nice bushes. And so we went to the bathroom in the bushes. We took care of that. But, be, but, but just after going to the bathroom in the bushes, we find ourselves on the front uh, patio of like a hall uh, looking type building uh, in this village. And uh, we started with about three or four men, uh, but soon uh, a crowd began to gather on, on this patio. And within maybe five, six, seven minutes, we had probably about 15 uh, to 20 people sitting on this patio listening to us uh, just share. And so we just built connection. We then, uh, one of the students then shared uh, what Jesus did for them when, when they received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Uh, through the translator, we began, began, began to just share the gospel a little more. And we then uh, asked the people before us, would you like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today? He's the only way. He's the only God. Do you want to receive this Jesus? And uh, I think it was something like 12 to 14 people just stuck their hands straight up. And we led them in a prayer to receive Jesus. What we later found out was we were sitting on the front patio of their brand new Hindu temple. Wow. So they've received Jesus right out the front of their brand new temple. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. So we, we then for the next about uh, two hours or so, we're just going into homes, preaching the gospel, healing the sick, uh, you know, encouraging people through prophetic ministry. And... Uh, we then gather at a house for lunch, uh, which we'd planned to do. And what had happened is, is uh, we'd had a visit from the chief police officer over that region. And uh, we had learned that the police officer had come actually to arrest us and, and escort us out of there. 
um, because it's illegal to convert people in India and uh, they would have known we were also, you know, white people in Western clothing. They would have known we were on a tourist visa. So what we were doing was, you know, not good as far as they're concerned. This chief police inspector comes, but before he arrests us, he has to get some witnesses. So he's going from house to house to house asking what's been going on, what are these Westerners, these white people doing here? And the witness of these people and the, and the preaching of the gospel of the apostolic leader of the ministry found him giving his life to Jesus <laughs> later that day. Amazing. It gets better. A short time later, a man, well-dressed, Indian man, comes. We find out he's the magistrate over that surrounding region. He, he had come also to basically escort us out of there and, and you know, work, try and solve this problem that we were creating. And he, he didn't get saved, but he allowed us to pray for him, bless him. And for, we don't know why he had a camera with him, but he had a video camera, which we think is maybe to record the police inspector arresting us, but he's then videoing us, like smiling and being really happy and, and just saying thank you for what you're doing in this village. Finally, we then find out what's been going on in the medical clinic short, a, sh a short distance away where uh, so I think something like 90 people passed through the door of the medical clinic that we'd set up with, with doctors. But we're also in that medical clinic praying for the sick and uh, as they would come out. The team is convinced that they cannot recall a single person that they prayed for in that medical clinic that did not get healed. <laughs> So much so that the people were handing back their medicine, saying, I don't need it anymore. Wow. Just, it, wow. The team said, just, it's as if everyone got healed. One particular man also got healed there, who had an a, a elderly gentleman, had a big long beard apparently. This particular gentleman got healed of, I believe it was serious back pain, but he got healed of something. I think it was serious back pain caused him to want to receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, we find out he's the chief priest of the temple, the brand new temple in the village. Amazing. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Yeah. Come on. Tell us what happened. Hi, my name is Melina and um, I'm also from Australia and my husband and I had the incredible opportunity of going to Costa Rica um, and one of the nights we partnered with one of the local churches and we, um, we had an open air night, like an open air night in the community where I was just on this basketball court and I was just walking around worship just going, Holy Spirit, where do you want me to minister? And I just saw this, this elderly man um, sitting in a chair with a walker in front of him and I was like, yes! Yes. So I went over to him and I found out that he'd had a stroke and it had completely paralyzed his entire left side. But it was so severe that he could hardly move his body. He could hardly move his arms. He had no mobility at all in his legs. For him to walk a few feet shuffling was huge. And so we decided just to go straight for the legs. And we prayed and prayed for the legs. And um, Come on. 
Come on. We prayed and prayed for the legs, and you guess it, Jesus showed up, and um, he gets up, and he'd be like, we're, you know, he just starts walking, like walking, like walking. Like we couldn't stop him from walking. And, um, and my husband was like, had the chair behind him, you know, just in case he wanted to like, but he didn't. And as he walked, like strength just was restoring to his legs and he was ended up even being able to swivel. And he's like, I haven't been able to do this for years. I haven't been able to do this for years. And so he sits back down. And, um, and then we find out as well that his arms are moving, like he's throwing his legs and arms at the same time. And he's just like, he's having a, he's having a ball. And, um, and then we find out that his, his uh, left ear was completely deaf from the stroke, completely deaf. And um, we were like, let's go for the ear. And so after literally hardly any time, we just released healing, wow, over the ear and pop. Wow. Come on. He completely, he just, like Jesus healed his ear. He was 100% healed in his left ear. Wow. So good. So good. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Come on. And he just he had such an radical encounter with the Lord. And he was just, his whole life was completely transformed. So. Thanks, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. One more thing. So Elizabeth, our incredible team leader, was at the end of the night on, like there, going, does anyone else need healing? Does anyone else need healing? And no one put their hand up because they all got healed in Come the on. presence. Come on. Yes. Come on. There you Thank go. you, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. 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 I love hearing Melina share testimonies. <laughs> I think she should share mine, man. That was incredible. It's huh. awesome. Well, how you doing? <laughs> like we say in Australia, how the heaven are you? How the heaven are you? Three Aussies in a row. God's trying to say something. No. Yeah. Uh, we, we led a team to uh, Croatia this year, which is a beautiful nation, Eastern Europe. It's amazing. And uh, the people, really, we fell in love with the people so much. And, it was awesome. And so um, we took a street team out and we actually felt as we prayed in Reading that when we got there, there'd be a grace on the media, that God would do something with the media wow. and uh, that Jesus would show off, you know. And so we we're waiting to get there for that to happen. It just so happens the day we did the outreach was the same day the leader of the nation would be right in that same square. And so the place was hopping with cameras, you know. And, uh, and so we were like really excited and we waited. We gave the, the president his, um, you know, just to honor him. We didn't want to distract what was going on but after that then we just came alive and uh and so we got up a friend of mine who's a, a translator there named hervoy awesome guy got up and just started preaching out loud from a statue uh, saying jesus we've come here for jesus to heal this land to to release healing over the nation we've come from america to see people healed and set free and and just release the kingdom and no one was really responding and the holy spirit <laughs> said to me and and that's you know sometimes a hindrance but the holy spirit said just keep preaching just keep preaching and and so we just kept saying, Jesus is going to come. Jesus is going to heal people right now for 20 minutes. And then uh, one lady, it was a long preach, you know. And then, um, <laughs> then, one, lady, yeah, <laughs> then one lady came up. And, uh, and here's a video of uh, what happened when she, when she came up.
we're out in the streets of Zagreb and we're praying right now and she, God is just whacking her. She's crying but laughing and, and something, now she's worshipping. Wow, more than, Yeah. I don't even know what's happening right now, but I know she's being healed. Something more. I'm not pushing her, I promise. I, I wasn't pushing her. More God. More God. More, more, more. More, more. Just lay her down. More, more, more. what happened. Jesus. Isn't God good? <laughs> Hallelujah. I, man, I love Jesus. Go I'm on. in love with a man. Yeah. I'm in love with Jesus. Yeah. Man. I see this stuff happen all the time. I see him just, just treat, uh, he treats us like kings, like royalty, when they don't even know him. It's Im yeah. incredible. I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going I'm to preach. Uh, Come on. <laughs> I, I just, I know this, that God is burning with radical love for people. Yes. He wants yes. to save souls. It doesn't matter what kind of a personality trait you have. God wants to give you great boldness. Yes. Great. I don't care what your disc test says. <laughs> Jesus wants to, to use you to heal the sick. He wants to save souls. Come on. Come on. Look at Chris. Chris is telling me to do an altar call. Does anyone want to get saved? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in Croatia, something came alive in me again. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying I was dead inside, not by any means. But the, the passion for the lost soul yes. came alive in me again. 
Even today, you know, I met a guy today who 25 years, he was a drug addict. 25 years, I saw him eight months ago. He would barely talk to me. We shared the gospel with this man. And today he told me in Masonic Street down here in Reading, he told me, he said, I gave my life to Jesus after I met you because I sensed God's love. And he said, I've been clean ever since. Come on. And he's completely switched. Come on. I really feel that there's a grace on this. I, I sense God is he's releasing a grace into us just to literally love the hell out of people. To love the darkness out of them. And it doesn't matter what kind of personality you have. In fact, I used to be a shy person, believe it or not. And, uh, and Jesus has really reformed me, changed my heart. Uh, this woman also on the screen, I just want to finish the rest of the testimony because it really shocked me what happened after that. This woman came up and, and after she got filmed on camera, uh, she then said... <laughs> She said, oh, by the way, you know, just a, a small fact that she was about to throw at me. By the way, I have a worldwide organization that helps people with scleroderma that she started. And I was like, oh, by the way, you know, yeah. And she said, and I'm going to get on my website and I'm going to get on TV every time they invite me and tell the, every person I know with scleroderma that Jesus Christ can heal this <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Wow. So, so I feel, Danny was mentioning, we're supposed to go after some sickness right now. If you have a skin disease in your body, if you have scleroderma, anything to do with skin disease, um, blind eyes, uh, what else was it? The back pain, or if you're a Hindu priest, um, <laughs> the, Lord, the Lord wants to heal you right now. So, so if you, <laughs> it's got to be one of you. <laughs> So, so if you have any of those things, uh, why don't you just stand up real quick? If you have skin disease, scleroderma, that, that's an incurable skin disease, an organ disease. Also eye problems, problems in the eyes. Uh, when Jacob shared this testimony on Sunday night, someone got healed instantly just when he released the testimony of the healing. So any eye issues, blindness in the eyes, and also deafness in the right ear. Right ear. All right. They went on to continue in the healing ministry, but wasn't that amazing, those testimonies? Amen. Let's stand to our feet, shall we, this morning? I, you know, I, that, that's, what we've, that's what we've been in the last three or four days, Carol and Neam and I. And, uh, you know, some of you, I've I got to tell you something, because uh, I, I, I remembered this when we were in those meetings. I, I, I cannot tell you how many people, I've been pastoring here for about 22 years at New Life. And one of the things that I have found out, and just living in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I've heard so many people come through the doors of our church and tell me that where they've come from before, that healing is not for today. The power of God is not for today. How many of you ever heard that? That healing's not for today? Some of you might even heard that praying for the sick and anything that God does supernatural is even of the devil. You know, the enemy, how many of you know that, 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 uh, that, that if, 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 do you believe that the devil would want to heal? Well, would the devil ever want to bring joy and freedom to people? And for ministries to say such a thing is just mind-boggling. And I, I want to tell you, so many people have come out of certain religious, by the way, it's not just that. There are some ministries that don't even make room don't even give opportunity during a service or for even the Holy Spirit to move miraculously. And here's part of the reason. is We've been so afraid of thinking, what if I'm wrong? 
Let me tell you something. I would rather be in a church where the ministry is taking the risk in being wrong than be in a church that is doing nothing to promote the kingdom of God and the supernatural power of God. I'd rather be in a place where we're taking risks and we're missing it because, you see, let me tell you something. When we stand before the judgment seat someday, we're going to stand, God's going to say, what did you do with the gifts I gave you? Well, Lord, I didn't want to mess it up, so I didn't do anything. That person's going to be in great trouble. I would rather be in a place where we're trusting God, stepping out and believing God. And Let me tell you, folks, I, I, I want to tell you something. While we were there, I feel the Lord gave me an impression, an impression. I was in worship, and just an amazing thing in worship. And all of a sudden, I saw those back white doors in our search sanctuary. And in my mind, I didn't recognize it. I didn't know why those doors, I saw the two back white doors coming into our sanctuary. I just saw those white doors. And in my impression i was worshiping i couldn't figure out where do those where have i seen those doors before well it was our church but but the lord put the vision of those two doors and all of a sudden the doors it was like there was this earthquake the 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 doors were just shout, rattling and shaking and then all of a sudden they just felt bam they just opened up and a river came through those doors but it wasn't a river of water. It was a river of fire. I saw fire come through those doors and just, just move through the sanctuary. Now, nobody was in the sanctuary. And that was the end of it. That was all I saw. And the Lord impressed on me that there was going to be a river of fire that will come through this house. God's going to bring a river of fire of His presence that's going to touch people's lives. And I said, Lord... What's it going to take? What's it going to take for the fire to come? Let me tell you something. The Bible says where there is no wood, the fire goes out. You know what? We've had enough theology in our life to put the fire out. There's been a lot of people today that have theology and they have a mindset, well, God's not going to do what he did years ago. God's I want to tell you something. Where there, where there is no wood, the fire goes out. And I believe that there's enough kindling. I believe there's enough hunger and thirst. Even right here today, God wants to touch you with holy fire. And I, I would like us to do something. I want us to lift our hands tonight, today, and just say, Lord, just baptize us afresh with holy fire. Just, just lift up your voice and just say, Lord, touch us with fire. Touch us with the fire of your presence. Ignite our passion. Lord, ignite our vision. Open our mouth with holy fire and put a word of faith in our mouth. Lord, remove the unbelief and the doubt. Lord, touch our tongues like Isaiah with the coal of fire. Father, we just thank You, Lord, that we will not have the wisdom or the words of man or all theology. God's coming to place new wine in our wineskin today. He's coming to empower the church to empower you with faith, love, and miracles. He's coming to touch you this morning. He's coming to empower you with life that you never had before. He's coming to open the gifts, to open the windows of heaven. Amen. Amen. Holy fire. Thank you, Father God. Amen. A holy power. Wisdom that's not your own. The life of God. He's coming to do that. Father, we thank You for the song of the Lord. We thank You for the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Amen. Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just want you to wait upon the Lord here for a minute. I just feel the Lord is just, just opening our eyes and opening our hearts to what He wants to do. I believe that healing is going to flow through this house. First of all, a spiritual healing. The healing of broken hearts. The healing of those who have been... Amen. There's been such brokenness and such disappointment. There's been people that have just been under a cloud of disappointment. The Lord wants to just open the heavens upon those who have had broken hearts. Maybe this morning you came with a broken heart. Just a sense of disappointment. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. The Lord wants to touch the broken heart. Jesus says, I come to bind up the broken hearted. Amen. To open the prison doors. Father, we give You praise this morning. Touch every broken heart, every Lord, every disappointment. He comes this morning to just open the eyes of the blind, to touch those that are in prison. To bind up, Lord. To give You beauty for ashes this morning. The oil of joy for the garment of praise. Amen. Father, we give You praise in Jesus' name. I want us to do something this morning. Can, can you do this? I know our, I want everybody to come down in the front. I want everybody to make your way down in the front. I, I feel like I, I want you to make an act. I want you to come all the way down here. I, I, I really believe the Lord wants to communicate and convey to something. By the way, we are not trying to... I, I, oh, I want to make this so clear. We are not trying to duplicate what God is doing in Reading, where we came from. That is not our purpose. We believe God has a unique outpouring for this church. God wants to do something with you as a people. He wants to use you as a people. And one of the first things that God does in releasing the power of the Holy Spirit is, first of all, He wants to touch every broken heart. You cannot move forward until the, the, the past has been sealed with the blood of Jesus. There are people today that have been held hostage to wrong thinking. You've been held hostage to disappointment. The enemy reminds you always of what you are, where you're at, who you are, what you've done. And today, the Lord wants to declare a fresh start in your life. He wants to declare a fresh beginning over your life. He wants you to understand that it's not by your strength, it's not by might, nor by power, but by His Spirit, saith the Lord. And you are acceptable. You are above reproach. He loves you today. And He doesn't come to you as a judge. He comes to you as a Father to love you today. A Father to love you. The reason I gathered you here like this because the Lord wants you to understand you are part of His family. We're to gather together. We're not just gathering as separate individuals in a church. 
We're coming together as a covenant community of believers, brothers and sisters that make up the family of God. And God is here to empower you with His presence this morning. Amen. He's come to empower you with presence. You carry His presence. There's enough power and wisdom and life into you to change any negative atmosphere that you come into. Amen. I want you to take your neighbor by the hand, right right around. I want you to take someone by the hand because we're going to pray as we close here this morning. We're going to pray, amen, that the Lord would begin to launch us into the deep. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for the revelation, the demonstration of your Holy Spirit among us. Lord, we're not looking back. Lord, we're not looking down. We're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, we know it's a new day. We knew it's a new day, a new hour, a new time, a new season. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you didn't just call us out, Lord, to just go through life. But you called us out, Lord, into an adventure, into a place of life. Lord, to empower those around us. Lord, you said that we could raise the dead. And Lord, we'd heal the sick. And we would call those things that are not as though they are. Lord, we would cast out devils, Lord. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Father, we believe this morning. We embrace by faith the work of the cross. Oh God, we stand on solid ground this morning, oh God. Oh, Lord, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that makes us a witness of the resurrection of Jesus this morning. Oh, God, we just thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Amen. I just want to say the Lord just comes to renew your mind. Amen.